Welcome to Coast Forge Football, the weekly podcast where we chat all things Central Coast Mariners. Our Mariners travel to Parramatta on Tuesday, April 6th to take on one of the few sides to have beaten us this campaign, the Western Sydney Wanderers. But coming off the back of a thrilling 2-1 win against Adelaide United, confidence was riding high heading into this Round 15 clash. In this episode, we're going to be reviewing our match against the Wanderers and addressing the recent rumours regarding Manchester United's purchase of the Mariners. How's it going, Mariners fans? Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Coast Watch Football Podcast. And we're going to jump into the breaking news right now. It broke just this morning, Tuesday morning, and it was good timing as well. We do the podcast here every single Tuesday. So let's jump into it. And I'm sure you would have heard of it by now. It's all over the platforms. Uh, English Giants, Manchester United, potentially interested in purchasing the Central Coast Mariners. And obviously this is, you know, big news, not just for the Mariners, but for, for the A-League and Australian sport in general. This is, this is massive. And uh, we're, we're not, I mean, we won't spend too, too long talking about it, but it is interesting sort of looking through, um, you know, what has been said and what could potentially happen and what that could mean for us. And I'd love to hear your thoughts um, in terms of this whole situation. Uh, you can go ahead and send a message or, or comment on, on um, the Instagram page, Coast Watch Football on Instagram. But basically, Manchester United have apparently been in talks with Central Coast Mariners owner Mike Charlesworth um, in a potential sale um, and takeover of the club. So, um, as we know, it's it's been well documented that Charlesworth has been attempting to sell the club for I think just over a year now, and there's been some potential suitors here and there. And you know, I feel like we keep hearing talks. It, it keeps coming up every couple of months about you know people from you know whether it's local or locally or or abroad, people being interested, companies being interested in taking over the Mariners, and especially in the recent off season, there was some uncertainty especially with the club's, um, you know, on-field performances not being up to standard in terms of whether whether the club would even remain on the Central Coast. And uh, that particular point has come up here. So with this potential takeover, the big point that's being thrown around is that uh, Manchester United are potentially interested in relocating the club to Sydney, playing games um, in the northern region of Sydney at North Sydney Oval or Brookvale Oval, which is... Which is the big one? Which is the big one? I think um, that's going to raise some, ring some alarm bells for a lot of fans. And I mean, it, it's been brought up so many times the relocation about Central Coast Mariners, and you know, if someone else was to take over, whether whether we'd get moved. Obviously, it has to be approved by um, Football Australia as well. Um, there's been talk of us moving to Canberra, and I mean, I, th- I think at the moment it's still very early days, and I'm sure we're going to hear more details in in, in the coming weeks in terms of how, uh, you know, whether this is actually going to go ahead or whether it's sort of just, you know, still in the early stages. Um, it is massive, Manchester United, of course, being a arguably one of the biggest clubs in the world. And um, But the shift, I mean, I mean, straight off the bat, I don't want us to shift. I don't think, I don't think any fan really wants us to move. Um, the, we have a history here on the Central Coast now. Been here for 15, 16, 17 years now. And... I think there's, uh, it, it it would be it'd be massive, and and you you know you know you think back to, uh, you know the days of Gold Coast United, North Queensland Fury, that was sort of what 2010, 2011, and um, you know they sort of they were up and running for a couple of seasons and sort of faded out, and I guess it wasn't as as big of a deal because they didn't quite have that history. I think if the clubs had been around for you know several years or so. 
would have been a bigger deal, obviously, having that sort of that reputation and that history. But for the Mariners, and it's not like the Mariners have been a poor club, you know, obviously the past few years have been rather poor, but, you know, we've been a successful team, especially in the early several seasons, you know, the first several seasons of the A-League. We were a successful team, one of the best teams in, in, in the country. And, you know, making it to grand finals, what, four grand finals in the first few seasons and, um, and winning the one in 2013 as well. So it's, uh, I don't think anyone wants to see us move. And it's, um, you know, the first thing that I thought, the first thing when I thought that I thought when I, when I was reading through this is, would I still support the club if they moved to North Sydney? And, you know, me personally, uh, based on the Central Coast, born and bred on the Central Coast, uh, I'm not sure. It would be interesting. I, I sort of can't wrap my head around it. I think I'd have to sort of process it more if it was to actually happen. And there's the, then there's the point as well. A lot of people have raised it on social media in terms of there being too many Sydney clubs now. That would make four Sydney clubs. You've got sort of Sydney FC based sort of, I guess, I guess you want to say maybe like the eastern side of Sydney. And then, of course, Western Sydney Wanderers and then, then down in the south, uh, the southwest, MacArthur. So this would sort of, you know, have a fourth club in one city. Um, so there's that side of things as well in terms of just the whole outlook for the A-League. But what are your thoughts? We'd love to hear what your take is on, on this report, which has just been breaking this morning. The Mariners potentially being taken over by Manchester United. It's a big story, but let us know your thoughts at Coast Watch Football on Instagram. Let's jump into the A-League's action from the past week now and flicking back to last Tuesday. Of course, our last game being on the Tuesday and that, of course, was podcast day. We were previewing our upcoming game that night against Western Sydney Wanderers. We're going to be talking about that game very shortly and the two-all result there. Wednesday night last week saw Sydney FC defeat Perth Glory 1-0. Brisbane Raw picked up their first win for some while after defeating MacArthur away from home 2-1. Newcastle Jets and Melbourne Victory squared off in a bottom-of-the-table clash. Victory picking up a win in that game, 2-1 against the Jets. Sydney FC and Melbourne City was the standout fixture from the past week. Of course, no Mariners game from the past weekend, but uh, two teams that are, that are contesting towards the top end of the table, and especially Melbourne City being within touching distance of us at the top. A one-all draw, which is probably a pretty good result in terms of uh, you know the Mariners and staying on top of the table. Adelaide United played Western Sydney Wanderers, and that game ended in a one-all draw. And then a thrilling contest on Sunday night. Wellington Phoenix defeated Western United 3-2, a couple more games Left over for round 16, the Jets host Perth Glory tonight, Tuesday night, and Adelaide United take on MacArthur on Wednesday evening. So um, some big results from across the A-League and a little bit of movement around um, the table as we look at it. Melbourne City um, still in second place and now definitely within touching distance, just two points behind and with a game in hand. Um, So, you know, I don't think it's panic stations yet. It's uh, that draw. That draw is a positive result for us. And um, when you look further down the table, Sydney FC now in third place. And three teams sitting on 26 points at the moment. That's that's Sydney FC in third and then Adelaide United, MacArthur FC. And then sixth place is Western Sydney Wanderers on 25 points. And there is now a five-point gap between sixth and seventh place. So really sort of that, that the top six, the finals, the teams contesting for the finals, starting to break away a bit. Brisbane Raw in seventh place on 20 points, followed by Western United, Wellington, Perth Glory, Newcastle Jets, and Melbourne Victory. So 
Uh, some interesting things. So this this top six is so tight at the moment, and teams are coming up, dropping down. Um, it's hard to sort of predict what's going to happen. And Sydney FC have have sort of been you know down around seventh and sixth um, spot for for quite a while now, really starting to jump up and and winning games, winning games. But um, we're going to dive into the key game that we're going to talk about for this podcast. It's our two-all draw against the Western Sydney Wanderers. Let's jump into it. An unchanged Mariners lineup for the third consecutive game travelled to Parramatta to take on the Western Sydney Wanderers. As mentioned in the intro, one of the few teams to have defeated us this season. You might remember really, really early on at Central Coast Stadium, Western Sydney Wanderers defeating us there at home. Um, a disappointing result there because we played very well in that game and, and you felt like that you know, against this Wanderers side, they they are a decent side. They have some good players, but definitely a side that, that we are capable of beating. But our lineup consisted, of course, the partnership of Marco Renia and Simon up top, Danny De Silva and Bowman occupying the wings. Gianni Stensness um, looking like he's back to full fitness after being a few weeks out with injury um, a little while ago now. Um, so solid squad, and again the same bench as well. And and we're again we're seeing the same thing applied in the second half in terms of those substitutes. Ali Kowal, Josh Nisbet, the impact that those subs are having, um, absolutely awesome to see, and and it's exciting. You know that second half is always exciting because having that little burst of energy from these from these young talented players, and you know the same with Jaden Casella, and we're even seeing Mikhail Yonota having you know appearances off the bench as well. These these are all very talented players. Um, so I thought we started this game very well and we were controlling, we were looking strong, um, which was what you want to see, controlling possession, having really good spells of possession. And uh, we were on top and the first goal came in the 22nd minute, Matt Simon. What a beautiful goal. One of the best goals we've scored so far this season. The move started from Stefan Negro, who sh- was shifting up this the right-hand side. And Marco Renya, what a player. What a player. He's getting better and better. Um, you know, obviously, he's still, I think he's still warming up. He probably still hasn't got to his full potential yet in terms of his goal scoring capabilities. Um, but just his, I think his, the, his best quality is just his awareness of where his teammates are and where the opposition is and his ability to find space and shift around. And if you look at the replay of this goal, he collects the ball. It must have been maybe 30, 40 meters away from goal. And and turn it, shifted, shifted it forward, broke into the space. And there's such a smart run. I believe it was in commentary. I think it was Andy Harper uh, for memory. Could it might have been Robbie Slater? But I think it was Andy Harper. Pointed out the run of Danny De Silva from the left-hand side, which was almost acted as a decoy. Allowed for Matt Simon to have a bit more space um, on the right-hand side of Arena. And the perf the perfect pass to 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 feed Matty Simon. And how about the finish? Just chipping Margush the Wanderers keeper who came rushing out. Um, delightful finish, just clipping on the underside of the crossbar. Gave us the lead of Bankwest. Beautiful goal. And great to see, you know, some beautiful football. Like that's 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 a really, really nice sort of footballing goal. The way it was sort of worked, used the space, used the decoy runners, and um, it was finished to perfection by Matty, who's, who's, man, he's climbing up the goal-scoring charts now as well. He could We could see him... Um, you know, I think he's taken over Alu now in terms of goals scored this season. And uh, we could see him towards the top of the league, hopefully, um, by the end of the season. So a great start for the Mariners. And we were controlling. I think I think we're definitely the better side in that first half. And some big chances came later on. Dan Bowman having a massive opportunity to finish um, in front of goal. The ball came across and he was around the penalty spot. Should have slotted it away. Sort of kept his shot low. 
made it a bit easy for Mark Gush, who was basically straight at him. Um, but a massive chance to to grab a second goal there, which which I think if we had if we'd gone into the halftime break with a two 0 lead, I think we would have run run away with it. Honestly, um, I think I think when we're taking on sides, you know, Wanderers are a good side, but they've been up and down. They've been a bit too, you know, they they're consistent. They haven't had consistency in terms of their form really, and that's sort of what's held them held them back from from contesting at the top of the top of the table. And uh, against a side like Wanderers, I think if we, you know, if we got on top, we could sort of, you know, overrun them, which would have been great to see. But we're taking a one 0 lead into halftime. We're still, we're still pretty good. And um, entering the second half, you could tell that the Wanderers came out with a bit more fire, a bit more spirit. Um, and you know, rightly so, rightly so, they're playing at home um, at a beautiful stadium. With um, you know, the stadium has that sort of that European feel to it. The way it's sort of you're boxed in, and the and the roof sort of you know, make, helps the atmosphere to sort of really, it really pushes that atmosphere. Um, it's a great foot, great to have a footballing stadium like that here in Australia. And uh, second half was interesting. Second half was interesting because you saw the Wanderers starting to create more chances here and there, bringing on some substitutes um, throughout that second half as well, started to impact the flow of the game. It was around the 60th minute where we did implement the likes of Josh Nisbet, Aluka Wall, who, who always are lively. And, you know, I just love Alu's hunger. And, you know, even, even if there's a defender just having, you know, he has possession in the back line, passing it around, Alu will just come in out of nowhere and just, and, and just snap at your ankles. It's, um, it's great to see that little bit of fight and spirit there. Um, throughout the second half, the goal wasn't coming for us and some big opportunities to score again. Uh, you think of Jack Clisby having that awesome run from left back a nice little one-two, and then he was teed up. It, uh, it was Ali Kowal actually played through that little through ball. A massive chance to score. I think he had two shots there. And uh, another huge, huge opportunity. That should have been finished off as well. If you think of that and the Bowman opportunity in the first half, that could have been 3-0 right there. Wanderers did grab two quick-fire goals through Bruce Kamel. Well-worked goals as well. They were... I don't think you can put these down to defensive mistakes. Again... <laughs> when we're looking at our own team and when we can see goals, I think it's easy, especially in previous seasons, we're used to it sort of looking, seeing, you know, looking for the defensive mistakes. I don't think these were too much of defensive mistakes. There were sort of nice moves and especially, I mean, the second goal was a deflection. So it's, you know, when it comes to deflections, there's not much you can do about that. Birgitte has been amazing so far this season. But uh, two quick fire goals. And um, it, it, it really shook up the game. And it was extra disappointing, especially considering the chances that we had missed. Um, but thankfully, we had the penalty just a few moments later. 83rd minute now. Captain Oli Bazanek stepping up after missing his penalty last week. A disappointing miss. Um, well, it wasn't necessarily a poor penalty. It was more of a, a good save from Joe Gauci, Adelaide United keeper, last week. But he stepped up and slotted this one away confidently. Celebrated with the Mariners fans in those away base. Great turnout from us Mariners fans too. It's really, really good to see um, so many fans down there in Parramatta, for, especially for a Tuesday night too. So that was awesome. But Oli Pizanek slotting the penalty, 100% penalty for me. Um, Bacchus just clipping Alu Kowal in the air there inside the area. So two all, it, and it, heading into the final 10 minutes, it was so nervy because the game really opened up. And another massive opportunity to grab the winner, Gianni Stensness. And I think for me, this was the biggest opportunity. This was the biggest miss of, of maybe not just this game, but the season so far. The biggest opportunity that we've had and not put away. 
clear header, broke away from his marker, Simon Cox, rose up high. Gianni Stensness, he's tall and strong. He's dangerous in the air. What a chance. Blade, he got he got power on the header, kept it down, didn't fly high, just sailed wide um, to the right-hand side of, um, of the post. So painful. That was the hardest one to see because you see a header like that. You saw him go up and you thought 100% this is ending up in the back of the net. No way this keeper stopping that. He got good purchase on the header, just sailed wide. That could have been the win for us. And, and you know, that those little chances, that's what sort of separate, separated this game from being one point compared to three points. And, you know, three points would have been great, would have just given us that little bit of a buffer ahead of Melbourne City on the table. But um, I think looking at the game overall, I'm not too disappointed with a point. Um, I think for, for, my, for my prediction for this game, I think I predicted 3-2. So almost got to that scoreline. Very close, very close. Looking at the stats for this game, pretty even on shots. We had 17 shots, 8 on target. Wanderers 16 shots, 7 on target. So quite similar there. And again, possession 49% to Wanderers to our 51%. Very even. I think we definitely were the better side in that first half. And then that second half was definitely more easily contested. We didn't let the Wanderers... You know, it was good that we had the spirit and the hunger there to, to make sure that we didn't get overrun away from home, especially when Wanderers went up 2-1. You know, it's not that often that we see... I mean, even away from home, we don't go down that often. Apart from, what, Melbourne City and Adelaide United, those are the sort of the two games where we've been trailing and chasing the game. And... and um, but with this game, we held on, held on, and, and we're pushing, and, you know, Alec Kowal's creating chances. Josh Nisbet, again, looking lively. Um, I liked J.D. Kinsella. I thought he looked good when he came on as well. And uh, some some massive opportunities for us to score in this game. And you can look back and say, man, this this is a game that we should have won. But I think it's great being in the position we are in now and, and being on the top of the table. Still a few points ahead, a couple of points ahead. I don't think it's panic stations yet. <laughs> it's funny, we're... And, you know, the last few seasons, we've sort of got that desperation for a completely different reason just to get off the bottom of the table. Now there's still that desperation there, but it's to hold on to top spot. It's just crazy seeing how crazy, you know, how things have turned around from last campaign. But a two-all draw in this game. Um, not a, not the worst result, especially away from home against a, against a decent side in Western Sydney Wanderers. What did you guys make of this game? Who is your standout player? Let us know on the Coast Watch Football Instagram page. Time to do a quick preview of our round 17 clash against Western United. Of course, we defeated Western United earlier this season. That stunning game where Alu came on off the bench to score a double in the second half to, to give us a 3-2 win over them at Central Coast Stadium. That was a couple months ago now, wasn't it? And a, and a terrific game that was here at Gosford. But a, a big game here, and it's down in Tassie. So down in Tassie, so not at Western United's um, usual stadium down there in Geelong. But um, down in Tasmania, it's been a while. We've had, some, we've had some decent outings in Tasmania. I do remember in our championship season in 2013 facing uh, Melbourne Victory down there. And from memory, I think that was a win. Um, so we've had, we've had had our ventures down there, and I think it was preseason last season. We went down there for a little preseason trip as well. So back in Tasmania and against a decent side in Western United who have had an interesting season so far. They've played 14 games, six wins, two draws, six losses. And it's funny because at times they've performed very, very well and capable of scoring goals. I mean, they've got the most successful goal scorer in A-League history in Bessart Borussia and the best playmaker in the league, you'd probably have to say at the moment, in Alessandro Diamanti. 
talented players and and a well-drilled squad um, by coach Mark Rodan and and the, the system that they play though having that three at the back um, a really really interesting one that we're seeing I guess we're seeing deployed more and more often in the A-League but they're definitely a side they've sort of done it from day one playing that three at the back I think this will be an interesting game in terms of uh, you know whether you not whether Western United are gonna come out and really perform against us. And it's tricky sort of seeing the consistency because if you look back at their previous games, that, that thrilling um, game against Wellington Phoenix, that 3-2 loss, that, that was their most recent game. But before that, they did they did manage to defeat, you know, one of the informed sides of the competition in Melbourne City. Um, at, that was, a, that was what, 2-1, 2-1 in that game. And so, you know, they're capable of taking on these big sides and holding out against them. Um, but I think knowing the, having the confidence of, defeating them in, the, in in our last meeting i think we'll go into this game you know expecting a win at, at you know at least a draw at least a draw i think for this game we're gonna i'm gonna back a 2-1 win 2-1 win again west united they have goal scoring capabilities i think i think they can get on the score sheet um but again you have to you have to predict a win hey and that would be another massive, uh, especially with you know the likes of Melbourne City and now Sydney FC sort of chasing us, really getting close to the top and challenging us for this top spot on the ladder. It's important to keep winning those games and, and put pressure on those sides to, to keep performing and, and try and keep up with us. So hopefully we can break away, but a 2-1 win for this game, I think, uh, would be a fair result. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Coast Watch Football Podcast, talking all things Central Coast Mariners every single Tuesday available on all of the podcast platforms. Join the conversation. Head over to Coast Watch Football on Instagram and have your say. What are your thoughts on the story in terms of Manchester United's takeover? Uh, would you would you still follow the club if they did shift to, to North Sydney? You know, would the club still look the same if we did, if we did make that move to North Sydney? And um, looking ahead to Saturday afternoon's fixture against Western United, make sure you're tuning in for it or possibly you're heading down to Tasmania. Um, if you are, send us a photo. If you're heading down, send us a photo if you're at the stadium. Um, we'd love to see it and share it on the Instagram page at Coast Watch Football on Instagram. But until next Tuesday, have a great week, Mariners fans.